Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Off the Wall Rapids podcast. I am your host, Richard Holdridge, play-by-play announcer for your Columbus Rapids, here live at the Girls, Inc. in South Columbus. It's a great time to be a Columbus Rapids fan. I tell you, I have got Columbus Rapids defender Ellie Russell here on the show. And Ellie, this is game week. You guys play a game tonight, or <laughs> Friday. I'm excited. Well, you actually have practice tonight. Um, that's why you're here on the show, because you got to get to practice. Um, but uh, I just want to remind everybody here watching us on Facebook Live that we are brought to you by National Audiovisual Services and Wild Wing Cafe. We're going to have the, one of the managers for Wild Wing Cafe on the show as well. We're going to have some trivia. We're going to have a fun time. As you can see, they're, they're really playing some sports in the background behind us. You know, and they're, they're just excited that we're here. But Ellie, great to have you here on the show. I'm glad to be here. All right, so this is your first year with the Columbus Rapids. Yeah. Uh, how are the training sessions going so far for you? They're going good. We've um, been using some really nice facilities somewhere um, here as, as well as somewhere in Atlanta, um, XL. Um, it's a great group of girls we got, so it's been nice to get to know them and kind of get going the first week or so. Um, we've been working hard and hopefully we'll be ready for Friday. Now, you're getting involved with your teammates and you are got some training sessions going on. But let's talk about your soccer background, Ellie. Uh, you played uh, collegiate soccer at uh, Middle Georgia uh, University. Is that an NAIA school? Or just describe your uh, playing days when you were uh, playing collegiate soccer. Yeah, so Middle Georgia's uh, an NAIA school. So right. um, we actually had a predominantly international team because we had an Irish coach. So there was a lot of girls from all over the place, England, the Netherlands, Germany. Um, and I played there for five seasons, um, tore my ACL, so I had to come back oh. from that. But I was a four-year captain there um, and had a really good time. Enjoyed every minute of it. Now, where are you originally from and how old were you when you first started playing soccer? Um, so I'm originally from England. Um, my family currently live near Salisbury, um, which is about an hour and a half south of London. And um, I started playing probably when I was seven or eight in the garden with my brothers and then Eventually, when I was 10 years old, I played for my first team. But um, the schools in England that I went to didn't offer soccer for girls, so I had to play just girl sports like netball and hockey. Um, so it wasn't until I transferred schools that I was able to actually start playing competitively. And i got to ask you, Ellie, what is your favorite Premier League team? Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool, yes. Because I, I know Liverpool, I know Manchester United, Newcastle United, because former Atlanta United star Miguel Amaron yeah, plays Amaron, for them. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and basically that's a good uh, plug for we're going to have some watch parties to have some Premier League games that, you know, they're, they're played like early in the morning here yeah. at our time, but playing over in England. But I just got to ask you, just the landscape of soccer in England, because it's big over there. Um, how about women's soccer? Is it starting to pick up in England? or How is their international team? And, and uh, what is the outlook for the women's team in, in England? So uh, last summer, the England women's team won the European Championship. So that really boosted kind of the popularity and also helped with kind of revenue streams and stuff. So. Football is booming back home now, um, starting to reach the, the heights that it is out here for women's soccer, but it's a slow process because obviously it was a pro male predominated sport for such a long time, so it takes time. And I know with the Women's World Cup coming uh, actually in a couple months, 2023, New Zealand, Australia is the host countries. 
Uh, did England qualify for the Women's World? Yes, yeah. Okay. We, I, I didn't get a chance to check the groups, but uh, we should have, we should have a good shot. Um, okay. I think hopefully we're probably now in the top five teams in the world. Um, so yeah, they've got a, good, a really good squad, a young squad. So. Maybe they, can, they can give the United States a run for their money. United States have won four of these. Yeah, I hope and, so. Uh, they, they are the favorites. Uh, their group is pretty strong. They got Vietnam. They got the Netherlands. And then the other opponent is yet to be determined. They still have a, a tournament going on in February. I think Portugal is one of the teams. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited the World Cup just ended. But now we have the Women's World Cup. And I know that you've got to be a fan of watching the Women's World Cup as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Both, both the England and the US team, I'll be watching their games, all of them. Well, uh, so you got a game this Friday night. You're getting ready to train. Uh, good luck uh, this Friday night with, with the opener in the NISL. And the first home game, we cannot wait to see you on the pitch February the 1st at the Columbus Civic Center taking on the Fayetteville Fury. But you got a little bit of a road trip. But you'll be back in action at the Columbus Civic Center, Ellie, and just great having you here on the show. And uh, um, best of luck at practice. I know you got to get going and, and get ready to practice to get ready for uh, this game coming up this Friday. Thank you very much. All right. Good seeing you. Absolutely. That was Ellie Russell. She is a defender for the Columbus Rapids. Uh, she's a newcomer on the team. And uh, wish her and all the Columbus Rapids the best of luck. And, of course, as always, the general manager for your Columbus Rapids, Warren Fundavestazen, joining us here on the show. Warren, great having you back. And we missed you last Thanks. week. And, yeah. Um, but you've had a pretty busy weekend. You went to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Uh, tell us a little bit about that trip. Yeah, a lot of love in Philly. Um, yeah, I missed you guys. It was a little um, coach's trip. It's the largest coaches invent, uh, convention in the world, basically. There's like 50,000 coaches, administrators oh, yeah. that go out there, um, had the opportunity to represent the Columbus Rapids, and uh, had a session. I ran four sessions at the convention, so it was a first for me as well ever to run a coaching session um, for our peers and mentors, and everyone was out there. So it was a, it was a great opportunity not only to represent Columbus Rapids, but city of columbus and then um, obviously personally it was one of my lifelong dreams um to to present at the at the coaches convention so it was busy uh, my flight was delayed 10 hours in atlanta that That's was right. when we had the tornado the weather yes so uh, it was a great start but um persevered through that and had a great time in philly meeting some great coaches got the word out about the rapids so we should be seeing more players come to the Rapids, more coaches, um, and just the word getting out is, hopefully helps us into the future. Well, Warren, all that hard work is going to pay off because this is game week. We have got a game this Friday, and that's actually a good segue to our first trivia question. Oh. If you are watching us on Facebook Live, you can go ahead and chime in, and you can win a prize. All right, so everybody just pay attention. Who is the first opponent? that the Columbus Rapids is playing this Friday night. That's a good one, because we, we didn't even mention this uh, team. Uh, but before we mention the team, you got a lot of practice sessions coming on. The last time that the teams were in action was December 29th in the friendly. The women tied Concord Fire South 8-8. Eight Eric Steinhaus does a fantastic job. I know that he had a little uh, tournament down in Florida as well. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, he was successful. Um, his 08 girls team is probably one of the top 15 in the country. Uh, they lost to the national champions in the semi-finals um, at the Disney Cup. So, uh, yeah, he represents obviously his club well, but obviously Columbus as well. So he had a great, great day. And we have a winner, folks. Oh, uh, right, we do. Judy Langford got the Memphis Americans almost immediately after it went live. By the way, my name's Lee. I'm the producer here. So oh, hey, Lee. How's it going? Yeah, we've mentioned you before. That is Lee Snow, our producer. Judy Langford is the winner of the first giveaway, and we will announce what that giveaway is when Wild Wing comes on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, maybe we can get a nice hat like our producer as well. He's rocking that Rapids who, hat. Who makes those hats? Available on the concourse at all Rapids games. Oh, wink, wink, nod, nod. That is fantastic. That is great. So Friday night, taking yeah. on the Memphis Americans. Yes. The defending NISL champions for the women had a 15-4 record, just an outstanding record, had the goalkeeper of the year, Angel Haley, probably the top players in the NISL from last year. I'm thinking of Ashlyn Jones. I'm thinking of Kelsey Keon, Brianna Liera, Kristen Sparks, Lauren Odino-Drawn. They, they have a lot of depth. Yeah. Uh, their head coach, Corey Adamson, he is also the men's head coach, and he's also a player for the men's team. And so the women won the championship last year. They beat the Rome Gladiators in the championship up at Fayetteville. It was on a neutral site. Yeah. Uh, Rome played them tough. But we got a lot of players from Rome's team. Rome's on a pause this year, uh, including Carly Banks, Kaylee O'Connor, Erica Schultz, Lauren Mitchell, just a lot of great players. Yeah. Now the men's team for the Memphis Americans, they were 13-6. and six. They were the, the runners-up to the Fayetteville Fury. And I know that you've scouted Memphis. You've seen all their games from last year. And your team has really got a lot of confidence going up to the Lander Center. Before we get into the matchup with the Memphis Americans, tell us what that road trip to Memphis is going to be like. What's that experience that you and your players are going to experience? And how many like staff members are going to make that trip up to Memphis? Yeah, so before the Memphis game, we've probably had, I don't know, between 10 and 15 practice sessions. Um, so it's a great start. Uh, one of our prime locations is Girls Inc., where we're at the moment. Uh, we go indoors here and outdoors. So they prepared both on the field really a lot. And then we obviously use one of our other partners, Excel um, Indoor in Fairburn where we have the full indoor court and uh, play off the walls and just so we can get the real game situation. So fully prepared. Um, we've had between three and four sessions a week. Psychologically, we're prepared. Um, the great thing is we've added new players. I think adding new to any organization is healthy, um, whether it be technical skill, but also psychologically bringing stuff to the program. So we've had a lot of great players to both teams. And like you said, the women... Um, we're successful and we've added, you know, pretty much five or six players from Rome's team and same on the boys' side. We've added more players as well than obviously our international players we've added. So, talent's there. Um, it's going to be a great matchup against Memphis. Watch their video. All our players have watched them as well. We've done a full analysis on how they play. So, we know what to expect. Um, the team this year is... 100% more physical and they're more aggressive and they're faster so not just on their feet but faster upstairs as well so 
We are definitely going to take it to them. Um, our style is attacking. Every team's going to know it. Our style is also defending from when they get the ball, and every team's going to know it. So I've shared all our game tactics for every single team out there that's going to play us, and that's the way we play. And we're not going to change whether it's Memphis or Fayetteville or Tampa or Orlando. So players are ready for it. We're excited. Uh, we'll go up. We'll take uh, the vans up Saturday or Friday morning. And really the only staff that's going is myself at the moment, um, just to the first game. And um, we'll have 12, well, we maybe shouldn't have said that, but that's for the next quiz. But that is, uh, we'll take our, our roster and we sent out the roster last night. So everybody in, in Rapids land knows who's playing for the women and knows who's playing for the men for the first game. So I think we'll be revealing that sometime this week, maybe Friday. Um, but Lee Snow, our, our head social superhero, will, will get that out to the masses. Um, so you can see that starting lineup. But they're ready to go. Now, I looked at the roster for the Memphis Americans, and I don't, I don't know how accurate it is. Some of the players that are returning, including for the men's team, Corey Adamson, Jordy Georgievich, uh, Samuel Castro, uh, Paulo Indenzaco, they've got a lot of great players. Uh, some players that have not returned, uh, Mike Scharf, I didn't see him on the roster, but who knows, he might be added. Uh, yeah. Their goalkeeper, Peter Sleeway, he was a wall. So last year, Columbus lost to Memphis on December 26th up at the Lander Center, 6 nothing. Yep. The second game they lost at the Columbus Civic Center, 10 to nothing. Peter Sleeway was in a goal, so they did not get a goal on Peter Sleeway. Matthew Klink, who's a formidable goalkeeper, but Peter Sleeway has a lot of, you know, experience in the indoor game. Matthew Klink was their backup goalkeeper, and the Columbus Rapids lost in overtime, so they played Memphis a little, a lot better, and, you know, they beat Memphis last year as well. I mean, yeah. So this team is beatable. Of course, they were the runners-up. Uh, the Columbus Rapids could not figure out the Fayetteville Fury last year on the men's side. Now, as far as the women's side, one of the greatest games that I called was that third game at the Columbus Civic Center, that overtime win where the mm. Columbus Rapids won. Both those games at the Columbus Civic Center on the 7th and 8th of January were both overtime games. Yep. The first game was a loss, but that second game where Casey Hall got the, the overtime goal on a penalty kick was incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like... The Columbus Rapids last year on the women's side, if they had everybody, that they were capable of beating just about anybody in the right. league. But this team looks a little bit different. Of course, we have some players from the Rome Gladiators. But the key is for the women's team, because we talked a little bit about the men. The women's team, they got to find a way to get opportunities when they're given to them. Because Memphis is going to play defense. they yeah. got a lot of great defensive players. They have the goalkeeper of the year, Angel Haley. Right. Personally, I think that Memphis and Columbus have the two best goalkeepers in the league yep, with Rhea sure. Riancho and Angel Haley. But, I mean, you also have Mayar Elglioshi for uh, for Fayetteville. And, of course, we don't really don't know about Tampa and Central Florida, but we will have an opportunity to see them as well. I'm just excited, Warren, that the regular season in the NISL is finally here. Yeah, no, and... And our teams know, you look at the results, uh, basically we've got to score 
five and a half goals a game, give up two and a half to three goals a game, and we should be winning. So one of my key parts this year is twofold. One was defensively, we're going to defend. So same thing as Memphis. Everybody watches their video. Every time they lose possession of the ball, every single player is behind the ball. Right, so that's a given. That should have been in everybody's handbook last year, and it's absolutely what we're going to play this year. There's, there's going to be running non-stop and defending till there's no more energy life left in any single player. So defensively, we know that's what we're practicing every single day is how to defend, as it, it's part of the game. If you don't defend, you don't win championships. Defense wins championships regardless of what arena you play in. So that's the first part. And secondly, you'll see more attacking. You'll see every time we touch the ball, if you talk about it in the soccer terminology, but everything's going to be positive. So you should watch our players every time we touch a ball. It's a positive touch moving forward. It's not going sideways. It's not going backwards. We're looking to go forward immediately. So that alone, those two things, is a huge cultural change for us. And it takes time. Um, it's what we've worked on over these last three weeks. Um, but that's gonna it's gonna start this weekend, um, and it's gonna be successful regardless of the result. They're gonna come out knowing how to defend better as a team, you know, because we are combining two teams together. So there's gonna be less communication, not as much communication, you know, learning players and all that good stuff. But what they will know how to do just coming out of this game is how to defend better as a team, how to defend harder, more as a team and how to take those opportunities, like you say, because we're just so much more positive and attacking-minded this year. So that's our goals in a nutshell. Those two is prime. If you're watching us this weekend, that's our focus this weekend, that hopefully you'll see a difference with the Rapids that will make you proud in, in the way we play. And then on Sunday, January 29th, you travel down to Tampa, Florida, at the Yingling Center to take on the Tampa Bay Strikers, the expansion team in the NISL. A familiar face that mm. you'll see on the pitch. A former Columbus Rapids captain, Roger Castellano, is now a Tampa Bay striker. And it's also, fun fact, it's coached by former Tampa Bay Buccaneer kicker, Martin Gramatica. Yeah, who has a, who has a, great, um, a great heritage, a great name to go by. So I'm sure he's recruited some decent players. And... Um, it's probably helped that with his name to have a quality team. So I'm expecting a decent team as well. Um, I still think the team to beat is probably between them and Orlando this year. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But I think there's so much talent down in Florida um, with the local community and the, the numerous clubs and obviously the colleges there. It's just so easy to feed into the system. So, But yeah, we're excited. We're ready to travel our first two home games, get it out the way, and then come back to Columbus. All right, Warren, and I am excited about our first home game. February the 1st, it's on a Wednesday. The Columbus Civic Center taking on the Fayetteville Fury. It is club night, so if you are playing on a club team, I know my daughter's playing for CYSC. The other club team in Columbus is Concord Fire South. I know that Eric Steinhauser is, is part of that. Yep. But you also have Sousa, uh, led by Jared Little, yep. plays, um, part of the Columbus Rapids. Matt Austin, also part of Sousa. That's the yes. Smith Station. Yep. Uh, the Opelika Crush. And then the Auburn Thunder, I believe. And then Harris County Soccer. So any one of those club teams will get a free ticket to the game on Wednesday. Uh, tell everybody just about that. 
Yeah, so this is our youth club night. Um, pretty much around the Columbus area, we've probably got about 5,000 kids playing soccer. Um, between Columbus, you've got three clubs that are at Woodruff. Just uh, you got Concord, you got the Rangers, and you got the Rec organization, which has between those three about three and a half thousand kids. Mm -hmm. uh, we got uh, down in Auburn, um, just appointed executive director. Uh, you got Megan, who is heading up Thunder, and her organization must have between five and six hundred players there. You got the Rec Association as well in Auburn that has another thousand. Uh, you got Opelika run by Missy who has another probably 1,500 kids. So between those organizations, we should have a good following. We're expecting between 1,500, 1,600 um, at our first home game on February 1st. And yeah, if any child plays youth soccer, just go to your organization, grab your ticket from your director, and you're in for free and bring mom, dad, grand, cousin, and bring them out to what is gonna be a pretty exciting um, pretty exciting game and one of the things I really look forward to seeing at halftime when they have the players on the club teams yeah playing at halftime that, that's pretty fun and the kids love being on the big stage right you know playing the indoor game and, and, that, and that's fun yeah we'll have a great opening act we got our Kendrick high school is gonna have their girls sing um, the patriotic song before the game we have um, the band from Kendrick that'll be in the stands playing. Um, so we're excited um, to have that going on and then also combined with all the clubs playing against each other on the professional stage, which never happens for a child. So that's going to be a great experience. We'll also be throwing balls out. Every time we score or the ball goes in the stands, the player who scores will throw the ball out to the stands and to a fan. So. Be ready to receive those balls as well during the game. Um, and every time a ball goes out, just like our Lions, uh, we got this great idea from our Columbus Lions crew that when the ball goes out, we replace it with a ball as well. So give us the full-size ball and we'll give you a little miniature ball that you get to keep as well. So just a few things we've added to the mix to create some excitement. And I really do enjoy that game day experience. And the players are always available after the game, signing autographs. And, uh, you know, they moved it this year. It's down where the Will Call is at the Columbus Civic Center. But uh, I actually uh, think that it's just a great experience. But, yeah. Warren, I think it's about that time. Uh, I know you got to get going, but uh, I, I think it's about that time to bring on Yolanda Williams. Yes. The manager of Wild Wing Cafe. We're going to get her on one of the sponsors here for the show. Thanks, Warren. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. Have fun in practice. See you. Got Yolanda Williams here, manager of Wild Wing Cafe, and uh, you're going to play a big role this rapid season because the first watch party, I believe, is going to be at Wild Wing Cafe this Friday night. Tell the audience just a little bit about that. Okay, so we're sponsoring the watch party for them. It's going to be 8 o'clock Friday night. We're serving the players. And we want y'all to come out and enjoy and get to know the players, get autographs and all. And we're giving away free gifts and everything. Absolutely. And that's actually a pretty good uh, segue to our second trivia question. If you are watching us on Facebook Live, you can go ahead and chime in in the comments. And our producer, Lee Snow, will give out the answer. All right. So this is including the goalkeeper. How many players are on the pitch at once in indoor soccer? I need the total of how many players play at once. 
including the goalkeeper. Because a lot of people they forget about that the goalkeeper is part of the part of the players. But all right, that might be a little bit hard one because people get it kind of like okay. It was not Chris Dunlap. Uh, Chris Dunlap, of course, knocked it out of the park. You're gonna have to be quick to beat Chris. So. I know. Chris Dunlap, you've won the prize. Thank you for answering so quickly. And thank you to our producer, Lee Snow, for uh, getting us the answer. So what is the answer, Lee? It is six. Six? Also, Chris came up with a nice little trivia thing a minute ago. Uh, Scharf from the Memphis Americans is now playing in the MASL. Wow, okay, so he went up to the MASL. Well, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one of those uh, gray areas as far as which team... Which league is has got the? The jury you know. is still out on which team he's playing for. Okay. Uh, but he is in the MASL now. Okay. So congratulations, uh, Sharf. We're sad to see you go, to but Sharf. but happy to see you leave. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, and we do have actually after you, Londa, we do have our our final guest is the new goalkeeper, uh, Kurt Nowicki, who just had incredible saves, and he was actually at Ivy. Uh, the other show is just supporting his teammate. But Yolanda, uh, how long have you been a manager at Wild Wing Cafe? Two years. Two years? Yes. And typically, what is your busiest night? Is it Friday nights, Saturday nights? I mean, what, how, what, what's that experience like at Wild Wing Cafe, especially if you're a sports fan? Well, basically all nights are busy for us. But Friday nights is a busy, great busy night. We you have live bands. Live bands, yes. We have great wings, 30 different flavors, burgers. I got to tell you, that experience at Wild Wing Cafe is a good one. I've, I've eaten there. I love their wings. Uh, I just like going there just to watch sports. But uh, you have an opportunity to watch the Rapids at the first road game this Friday against the Memphis Americans at 8 o'clock. Yes. It'll be a watch party. So we should see a lot of Rapids fans there supporting the Columbus Rapids and watching the broadcast and really as i'm i'm only doing the home games but i'm really thankful for the other broadcasters in the nisl uh, tim van horn and, and jeff brightwell do an amazing job with the Memphis americans broadcast i have the privilege of getting to know tim van horn uh, in year one he's kind of giving me pointers as an, he's a veteran announcer living in the memphis area they've been doing it for years and uh, they have a lot of chemistry on the air and they just do a great job with the broadcast and that, that really, that first broadcast on December 26th, getting familiar with indoor soccer and the NISL was born. And so as Columbus Rapids here in year two, we're excited that Wild Wing Cafe is going to have watch parties and uh, they'll, they'll have many more to come. As you can see, we have a lively bunch behind us. They, they got basketballs coming toward us and I almost got taken out by a basketball. Because, you know, they're getting, uh, what's that, Lee? I said I almost got taken out by a basketball just now. Yeah, and that reminds me when I was uh, calling uh, for a, a high school game at, at Columbus State for that Muskogee County Christmas tournament, a basketball almost hit the camera. I'm not, knock on wood, uh, we don't want that to happen. But, Lee, you got quick reflexes. You could probably protect your camera if a basketball is heading that way. I tell you, Londa, it's great just having you here on the show and as a sponsor, but I'm intrigued about what are some of your specials besides wings? Like, what are some of the the entrees that people like to get? Well, we have a chicken quesadilla. We have the Philly with fries. And actually, that's our special for Friday night, $6.99. Ooh. All day, the Philly with fries. 
Uh, we offer great deals on every day. Salads, all different things. And for a lot of people that don't know where Wild Wing Cafe is, it's on Whittlesley Parkway, but it's tucked away in the back, but you have a sign where it says Wild Wing Cafe. It's easy to see. It's right over there by Ashley's Furniture. You know, Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. Yes. So it's just a great venue, just a, a lively place with live music and great food. And uh, I can't wait to come out to Wild Wing Cafe and, and uh, get some wings and, and get some uh, quesadillas. Definitely want to try the burgers. I've heard yes, um, you guys are pretty best. good burgers yes. as well. Uh, but yeah, we do have a watch party. Uh, you do have some support here. Uh, who do you got here that's uh, with you? Uh, huh? No, I know. But it's, it's, it's great having you here for moral support. I mean, it's always great, but uh, you love. Oh, yes. Tell us uh, about uh, the Premier League, where you're going to have watch parties in the morning, like on Saturdays? Yes. When, when we started up, we were going to be doing the watch parties um, on Saturdays with brunch, and we're opening up at 8 o'clock to offer brunch on those days. Absolutely. So continue to watch our Facebook page to keep an update on all the special events that's coming up that we're offering. Yes, people can follow you on Facebook. Is there any other social media platform that they can follow you on? We're on Instagram, TikTok. That's awesome. Definitely. Well, Yolanda, it's been great having you here on the show. And uh, we appreciate your support of the Columbus Rapids. And thank you for being a sponsor for this show and supporting the Columbus Rapids all season long. And uh, let, you got one more thing you want to talk about before we get you out Yes, here. the winners for um, the prizes, could, you can pick them up at Friday, 8 o'clock at the watch party. Okay. So if you are able to win your prize, and we do have one more trivia question that we are going to get to as well, but we'll have it on uh, later in the show. Thank you, Lana, for being a guest here Thank on the show. And definitely looking forward to seeing you at Wild Wing Cafe. Don't forget the watch party this Friday night, 8 o'clock, as the Columbus Rapids will take on the Memphis Americans. We don't know if the women or the men are going to play first. But I'm excited about my next guest because he is the new goalkeeper for your Columbus Rapids men's team from South Africa. He had an incredible game against Lamento, 11 to one, had some incredible saves. Please welcome to the show, Columbus Rapids goalkeeper, Kurt Nowicki. Thanks guys, thanks for having me. Um, it's a privilege to be on the show tonight and I look forward to being here. Kurt, what is your favorite thing about being a goalkeeper? My favorite thing about being a goalkeeper is probably diving around. Uh, it's a lot of fun, not for everyone. It's only for the select few, but Stopping the goals is probably just as a good feeling as scoring them. What do you like better as a goalkeeper, playing outdoor soccer or indoor? Um, probably the indoor. Um, I'll tell you why. That's because the indoor, you get a lot more action. Sometimes in the outdoor, you get a bit bored in the goals. Um, so, yeah, for me, indoor is a lot more fun than outdoor. And, Kurt, I had the privilege of getting to know you uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you were at Ivy supporting your teammate, Kyle Kurt, yeah. and uh, both from South Africa. Did you know him when, when you were both in South Africa? Yes, so we actually been playing on the same team back in South wow. Africa for about three and a half years, I'd say, since 2019. So, yeah. Okay, are you also from Johannesburg? Yes, yeah. We 
probably half an hour distance between the two of us. Okay. So, how old were you when you first started playing soccer? Did you play any other positions besides goalkeeper? Uh, yes. So, I started playing soccer from a young age of about six. Um, I played center back for most of my life. I played outdoor center back until I was about 16, 17. And then, funny story, I got three older brothers. They started an indoor soccer team socially. And as the, youngst, the youngest, they didn't have a goalkeeper, so they chucked me into the goals and they said, play goalkeeper, and that's how I became goalkeeper. All right, you got a big game coming up this Friday night against the Memphis Americans. They were the runners-up in the NISL last season, 13-6 and record, and they have got a lineup of great players, including Jordy Jordovich, who scored like 100 goals last year. I'm, I'm kidding. He scored about 30 <laughs> goals. Like He was their primary goal scorer. Corey Adamson, I mean, was he? when was he not on a play where he didn't get an assist? I mean, it seemed like Corey Adamson and Jordy Jordovich were getting all the points from Memphis last year. But you know that you trust your teammates. I know that Warren has talked about how you're going to be focused on, on defense. But we know that we can rely on you to get, get saves because you had some outstanding saves in that friendly against Lameno. But... I know that you don't want to try to get a save every time, but how important is to have a good defense in front of you? Oh, having a good defense in front of you makes it a whole lot easier. Um, doesn't put you as a keeper under so much pressure. Because um, having a solid defense in front of you, you can allow on your defense to follow runners. So you're more focused on the, boy, the man with the ball rather than the runners um, off and around him. So yeah, having a solid defense makes it all that much easier. And the key is to have eyes where you see where the ball takes an angle from a player's foot. Is, is it easy for you to, to just anticipate where that ball's going next to where you can actually make a move before the ball actually leaves a player's foot? Yes, definitely. But also sometimes anticipating can also be the downfall because you can anticipate where a ball's going to go and the player might hit the ball wrong and it goes the complete opposite way and you get caught off guard wrong-footed and the ball can go in the back of the net very easily so it's all just judgment in where the ball can go and what's the best positioning as a goalkeeper to be standing so you can get the ball if it's going to go there or if it's going to go the other way now in the indoor game you got to be on your toes quick because the scoring it comes fast and a lot of players like to use the wall to get the rebounds and sometimes a ball can take a, a bad angle i saw a game last year where the ball deflected off a player unintentionally and it went into the back of the net and the goalkeeper just it couldn't get it but i know that you know you in the back of your mind do you like wait on those deflections to try to make sure that you get it out of the net yeah well i mean as a goalkeeper deflections is only so much you can do um but it's more more importantly, being aware of where the opposition players are around you so that if the ball does go to one of their players, you can anticipate to get out of there as quick as possible. So it's all about reading the game, reading the runs, so that you are familiar with everyone, the opposition, all their positioning. So you, if the ball goes out right, you get there quick. If it goes to the other side, just got to be on your toes, got to be as quick as possible. So, Kurt, I got to ask you, do you enjoy uh, dribbling and coming out of the goalie's box and, like, helping your teammates create offense? Because I've seen a lot of goalkeepers 
that will go past the yellow line, and they will try to create some offense. It's kind of like having an extra attacker. Do you ever try to do that as strategy? Yes, for sure. I, like to, I don't like to be stuck in my box. I like to be involved in some of the plays. Um, not so much the dribbling part. I'm very simple. Get the ball played as quick as possible. And that way, draw a player, and then it becomes a 5-on-4 on, on the outs on the other opposition's half. So, yes, I, will, I do like to come out of the goals. And now, being from South Africa, I, I actually asked the same question to your teammate, uh, Kyle Kurt. Uh, the World Cup in South Africa in 2010. Yes. What, what was that memory like for you? It was unbelievable. Um, to be honest, I don't think it will ever come around in my life to get a lifetime again. Um, just the whole vibe of the city in Johannesburg, because um, that's where I'm from. Johannesburg, I didn't travel to Cape Town or Durban. So just the vibe, the, the excitement within the country was unbelievable. People coming together, because um, Africa goes through a lot of hard times like every other country. But just soccer in general as a sport brings people together. No matter who you are, people are together celebrating the same thing. And yeah, it's just magnificent. Now, I remember watching that on TV, that, as you can see there, just a lively group back behind us. Uh, just enjoying, and of course, there we go. You know, it it's all good. No, so 2010, I noticed that the World Cup was the Vuvuzela. Do you remember what a Vuvuzela was? And Did you own one? Yes, I owned actually a couple. I owned um, a red and a green, because they just, they create the whole vibe within the stadium as an African culture. Um, the Vuvuzela, even in the local leagues, there, it's there all the time, every game. It's probably the most heard noise at a football match, soccer, as we call it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I plan on uh, getting a Vuvuzela and uh, just blowing it at my uh, daughter's first soccer game in a couple months uh, just to see if uh, yeah, anybody... Yeah, definitely. It will bring a lack of up. Um, just don't blow it too much. It yeah, I might get thrown tiring. out. They might uh, throw me out for, for doing that. Yeah. Um, no, that was a very special World Cup because that was the Landon Donovan goal in like the 90th minute against Algeria. Yeah. I, I, I remember that. It was just an incredible moment. Um, I can't remember. How did South Africa do in that World Cup? I... Um, funny enough, we actually we scored the opening goal with Shabalala with a banger from outside the box, top right-hand corner. Um, after that goal, all of us thought, this is it. This is our World Cup. We're going to make it. And then we ended up didn't making it out of the group stages. We did beat France in the final game, but it wasn't good enough to get us through. Yeah, I know. Just to let everybody know here on Facebook Live, we are live at Girls Inc. in South Columbus. Uh, your your teammates or your the women's team is actually practicing the field next to us, so this is a perfect location. And you know these these girls they, they enjoy just sports. I mean, I was talking to some of the girls before the game. A lot of them are playing for club teams here in Columbus. They have some future Columbus Rapids players. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's here. what we're about. All right, Kurt. Uh, so we have the final trivia question for the night. You answer it on Facebook Live. You win a prize. All right. The final trivia question is: What is the maximum amount of players that you could field? In a, uh, if you're the home team, what is the maximum amount of players that you can dress? And I give you a hint. It's don't don't give him a hint because they're no. going to get it. They're he's got get it. it. Okay. I, I have I have faith in him. 
because the NISL rules. I have faith in him. Okay. I hope he does. You talk about Jay Dunlap? What's, what's the question again? What is the maximum amount of players you can dress for a Columbus Rapids home game? All that right. That is the key. Melinda home. Parker comes in with 12. 12 is the exact answer, and that was a trick question because last year it was 14. And so they haven't updated the NISL rule book on the website yet, but we will. We'll get that. We'll get that fixed. All right, just so we can so we can cover this before everybody before we start wrapping up and everybody starts dropping off. The first winner, Judy Langford, gets a trip paid for by Wild Wings. Ooh. Um, so be there at Wild Wings at 8 p.m. to pick that up. The second winner, Chris Dunlap, gets two tickets to Callaway Gardens. Nice. So that's pretty awesome. And then the third the third winner, Miss Melinda. We'll get four tickets to the February 1st home opener for the Columbus Rapids. Oh, that's so, exciting. Congratulations to all three winners. And we really appreciate you watching us on Facebook Live. Kurt, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for having uh, me. Good luck on Friday against the Mips Americans. And I'm excited about seeing you at goalkeeper on February the 1st at the Columbus Civic Center when I'll be up in the broadcast booth calling that first home game. I can't wait. Super excited to get the league up and going. And yes, thank you for having me tonight. All right. Thank you very much. Columbus Rapids goalkeeper, Kurt Nowicki. Well, that's our show. That'll do it here from Girls Inc. Stay tuned for next week's show. I want to thank Warren Fundavestasian, the Columbus Rapids general manager, our producer extraordinaire, Lee Snow, for just doing a great job. And our guest, uh, defender Ellie Russell and uh, Yolanda Williams, the Wild Ween Cafe manager and Columbus Rapids goalkeeper Kurt Nerwicki. Hope everybody has a great rest of your night. And we'll see you next week for Off the Rawls podcast. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.